you have found the Texas Steampunk Connection. I'm Flavio. And I'm Fax. We are your source for steampunk event information in the great free state of Texas. Yes, we also review steampunk movies, books, comics, and games. Also, we're going to talk with celebrity guests from the local steampunk community. Alright, thank you for tuning in, and now on with the episode. Well, look at that! What was that? I think we actually have some intro music for a change. Wow. It only took us ten episodes. But we're getting better. <laughs> yes. We're, we're learning about technology and, and music and stuff. Right, step by step in small increments. I'm getting better. We're getting better. But yes. So yeah, episode ten, you said. <laughs> yes, so moving right along. We've been doing this for five whole months. Yep, and hopefully we'll do it a lot longer. We better, because now we know how to do the <laughs> I know. thing. Yeah, exactly. That was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so we should probably get into it. What's going on this month of September? Well, the month of September, which is coming up in another yes. week. Yes. Uh, um, first thing I have on the list is uh, September 11th, the teapot racing down in Wimberley. We've been talking about this for a few months. Yes. Um, they got their racers ready. Uh, we've been warning you to uh, get your little remote control cars stripped and teapotted out. Yep. I've seen their work. They, they, they did a pretty good job on their teapots, and they've been practicing, so they're going to be hard to beat. I don't think the point is to beat anybody. It's just playing with remote control cars. It'll be fun. <laughs> well, it's called racing for a reason. <laughs> Come on. Otherwise, it's just teapot play with cars. I don't know. <laughs> uh, is, is that not what this is? They have a they have a banked track and everything. Yeah. So they've got like they got stuff. They're ready to go. It's going to be cool. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be a. Didn't they say where it was going to where it was going to be in a a, a a club they have a bar out there uh, that they have out there? I believe so. But yeah, it's going to be a good time. Get your teapots up and running and get ready to go. Yes. Next. It's September 20th, our Gears and Beers annual monthly meetup. This is going to be a gaming night. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, so we just had uh, our uh, this month our uh, resident uh, professor, Ross Argo, did his burlesque show. Right. So next month we're, we're back to a family-friendly uh, get together. We're gonna right. bring games. Yep. Um, steampunk games or whatever game you're interested in. Um, I already seen somebody who's bringing a, a steampunk. Um, um, steampunk what? what? Card game? Saw, yeah, steampunk <laughs> card game. They posted online. Oh, um, it was the Munchkin steampunk. Yeah, yeah, that. I've never <laughs> played Munchkin before. I hear it is a good way to lose friends. Munchkin's fun. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to bring the the Dastardly Dirgibles. Which, oh, which we good. played before. Maybe we'll have this new card game that we got, Twisted Skies, once we figure out how to play it. <laughs> yeah. Um, full disclosure, our friend Jim Trent, who created Twisted Skies, uh, gave me a free copy when we were at uh, Geek Fest last month. And uh, yes, we will give a f- full review once we figure out how to play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we just got a copy of the rules, and uh, we're, we're ready to go with that. And then uh, the last weekend of September is a very full weekend. All kinds of stuff going on. Um, starting off on the 23rd to the 25th, that very weekend is Steamposium down in Seattle, up in Seattle. I'm going to be there personally. Hopefully, I'm going to get some recordings done up there with a guest host. Oh, um, you're going to get some recordings done. <laughs> because, um, you know, that's going to be the week of releasing a new podcast as well. So that'll be another episode, hopefully. Um, if you don't hear from me, send help. Or don't. <laughs> Now, I now, might be having too good a time. We've already recorded that episode, no, so it's not that, like it's going to be missed. We're, we're not going to miss it because you're too, <laughs> having too much fun up, up there. Well, I was hoping to record and release the same weekend, but you never know. We'll see. Oh. Because, I mean, because, well, we, well to, 
full disclosure, this is episode 10. We've already recorded episode 11. But the one for Symposium will be episode 12. <laughs> or oh, or a so bonus we, episode. Oh, dear. <laughs> Man, they never stop. Yep. Um, I feel like you've missed a few things, right? Well, yeah. That same weekend is also going to be uh, September 24th in Rosenberg Railroad Museum gathering put on by the Houston group. The, the Houston Steampunk Events group, if you're a member of that Facebook group, uh, posted, yeah, they're going to go to the uh, uh, Steam Engine Museum. Is that right? Yep. Steam Train Museum. Steam Train Museum. And then stop at a, a uh, old-style uh, soda shop. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought it was all in together at the same time, <laughs> same well, place. I don't think it's the same place. <laughs> I never. I didn't even put, the, put Near, it together nearby, in my head. Nearby, yeah. Yeah. And also that same weekend on September 25th is a Steampunk November preview event up in Dallas. That's uh, basically, just, they're just, you know, getting together, having a good time, a bunch of bands going on, and it's just to give you a little taste of what's going to happen in Steampunk November, which Steampunk is going November, to be a big one. Right. We've talked about that biggest event of the year for the state of Texas. Uh, it, is, it is a big deal. The yep. big deal. And we actually plan to be there. We have our tickets and everything. Yep, yep. So we'll be there. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to remember to bring my uh, recording equipment as well for that. Maybe we won't. Anyway. <laughs> if we're in any condition afterwards, we might record as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty much it for September. No, no, no. Oh, you have more. That's right. There's a big one going on, uh, unfortunately, next weekend. Now, this is this is outside of the state of Texas, but the Big River Steampunk Festival. Man, I wish we had heard about this earlier. Campbell, Missouri. Um, yeah, I just found out about it, but it looks like it's going to be a heck of a thing. Uh, they've got uh, friends we've met before. Mm-hmm. Um, Doc Phineas. Doc Phineas from, from Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. It's going to be their uh, Beard and Bean and yep. their, their podcast. Another podcast. Uh, the Marquis of Vaudeville, of course. You, you've Dallas. heard of them. If you're in Texas, you have heard of them. They're, they're the, the big Texas mover and shakers of the steampunk music scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frenchie the Punk. Our favorite. My favorite. Uh, yeah, mine too. Uh, very good friends of ours that we met uh, in previous conditions. Yes, they fondly remember us as those Texas people. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Freight friended me on Facebook. Nice. We're, we're like chums now. Awesome. Uh, they're, they're in UK, uh, in merry old England, as we speak. But I guess in a week they'll be back in... Uh, Missouri. Missouri. Oh, busy, busy. Yeah, there's a lot going and, uh, on. Wow, yeah, yeah. a lot of other brand, uh, bands and musicians and, and acts, acts. Uh, steampunk stompers. I've heard of. I have really, um, I really wish we had heard about this sooner. I'm, I would have been really tempted to go. But it, it is a 13-hour drive from here. That's a, I can do seven without stopping. <laughs> Easy. So that gets us most of the so way there. You can stop and then rest, and then you can do seven again. <sighs> mm. <laughs> Maybe if you do four. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's in a week. So uh, we're not going to make that. Sadly. If you don't already have plans to do be there, you probably won't either. But but if you do, have a great time. Tell us what happens. Tell us uh, this any, would be any good things. Definitely something to keep an eye out for next year as well. Hopefully, yeah. if it's a yearly thing. Yeah, um, I need to make a new schedule of events yeah. so I know to check them next year. And also, now I mentioned we recorded our next episode already. Uh, so you're going to hear us talk about the uh, full moon uh, oh, yeah, tour the... in Galveston, Texas, mm-hmm. at the uh, Bishop's Palace. Um, that that uh, tour is full. They have. Yeah, yep. Sadly, they started with two tours, sold out. Opened a, a late night uh, third third tour, and that sold out. And 
that that's <laughs> they're, they're done. They don't want to buy any. That's the whole night. Yeah. They're done. Um, oh, also, I'm going to Galveston that weekend anyway, but I'm going to miss that. Right. Actually, yeah. And what else? Well, let's see. Well, right now, happening this weekend, which, well, by the time this is released last weekend, or the weekend that we just missed. Oh, so as, it's happening right now. Right now, as we record. But this isn't going to be released until Monday or, okay. or late well, Sunday what night. What is it? What is it? It's, uh, it's the, sun, the Solace. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> the LARP. The, uh, yeah, the, the uh, steampunk LARP group. Yeah. Um, that, that we've been talking about for up in Taylor they're since. having they're having their very first meetup this weekend called the landing mm-hmm. um, but don't worry if you missed it they're doing it again next month September 30th the birth of a new nation is the name of this one so you know apparently they have a theme going on you know you you get there and then you got now you got to establish yourselves oh, and I'm sure, sure. it's going to continue it's a role playing game live action role playing game they they do have cabins and food and stuff kind of you know so and it is pay to play but you know, we did do a test game of this once at um, Chupacabra Con. Right. And in it was it was spring. it was a relatively good time. You get to shoot people with Nerf guns and stuff. So go look <laughs> them up at uh, Shadows of Solace uh, on Facebook and uh, get the lowdown of the games as they are coming out. They're very enthusiastic. I know that. Right. So is I, that it? Is that it? I believe that's it. And that that's uh so we're gonna try something new or we're gonna pause here for a second. Yeah, run the music. <laughs> and we're gonna run a little bit of music and then we'll come right back with uh what we talk about and it's gonna be anime. A lot a lot of anime and uh there'll probably be spoilers abound. Um <laughs> so um just a real quick, if you don't want spoilers for Steam Boy, La Puta <laughs> What sorry, my bad. La, what's it called? <laughs> La Puta. La Puta. Castle in the Sky. Not La Puta. <laughs> Sorry. Castle in the Sky. Nadia. Secret of Blue Water. I have to censor this. Trigun. Cabanari of the Iron Fortress. And The Legend of Korra. If you do not want spoilers for any of these, you might want to skip ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> but spoil, we're going to spoil abound. So we'll be right back in a, few, in a couple of minutes. Or actually a few seconds, probably. Not very long at Run all. Run the commercial. We're back. I hope you enjoyed that little musical interlude. That's mostly for if you know you don't if, if you already listened to this and it's no longer September, you don't need to listen to the September stuff. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, before we get into it, I want to take a moment because this thing is staring at me in the face. Oh yeah, looks good. Um, we have a friend, uh, Ozzy or Matt Oztelay. Uh Ozzy goes by the Steampunk Mixologist on yes. Facebook. Look him up. Uh, he uh, he mixes liqueurs and fantastical drinks and he has made for us a bottle of mead Ooh. did you get that Wait, yeah let me do it again pop oh. <laughs> that uh we are going to sample here today it's uh because because we like to drink a little bit just a just sample. a little bit hmm i like the color it smells good Mm-hmm. i always found i must assume meads are challenging because sometimes they to take on a funk. <laughs> well, there was that this one time that meat exploded into the ceiling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was fun times. <laughs> all right, all right, Here we go. go. Mm. I'm tasting a little bit of honey. Mm-hmm. It's a little effervescent. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet, but it doesn't like... It's not it's overly not sweet, syrup. yeah. Mm. It's not pretty good. Okay, so we want to thank you, Matt, or, or Ozzy. Ozzy. Uh, for for giving us this bottle of your home brewed mead, very good, very awesome stuff. 
So go look him up. Steampunk Mixologist, Facebook. Mm. Awesome stuff. Now, we're going to uh, jump into uh, Steampunk Anime. Yes. Uh, if you are not familiar with anime, uh, at this point, I guess you're living under a rock. But that's okay. <laughs> um, anime and... is uh, Japanese cartoons that uh, have become very popular, uh, always uh, for decades have been popular in Japan because they are not necessarily for kids. No. They're they're intended as mainstream media entertainment for all all ages. Some are for kids, some are for adults, some are just for adults. We won't be talking about those today. No, <laughs> I don't even look those up, I don't think. Not for this round anyway. I'll send you a link. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Uh, so I guess first up would be Steam Boy. Well, I want to. I, I, no? I want to wanna... talk a little bit longer. Okay, sorry. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. Because not only has <laughs> steampunk been around for so for very uh, quite a long time, I, I would dare say uh, anime has been into steampunk longer than us. That's true. Longer than than steampunk has been a a mainstream thing or you know th- this thing that has grown up <laughs> around quote unquote steampunk. Yeah, if you look up steampunk anime, there is a lot of it. There's a lot. It, if you look up, you know, all the quote-unquote anime movies, or uh, excuse me, steampunk movies, and you compare them to anime uh, steampunk, there's as many animes about steampunk as there are, you know, live-action movies about steampunk. It feels like. Mm-hmm. seems like to me. Well, we started out this podcast with one. We went to the theater to see a steampunk anime movie. It was a French one, though. Well, it's not, it's not anime. It's true. French. That's true. It was a French but cartoon. It, it was a French cartoon. <laughs> uh, it had just come out, so it wasn't old. Um, but, yeah, yeah. The, there, there are steampunk animations uh, coming out all the time. Um, and, and some great ones from Japan. So, great. All right, now I'm ready. <laughs> Let's talk about Steam Boy. Steam Boy. This is for director from, from the director of Akira, if you ever heard of Akira. That was one of the first things I big ever one. saw. Yeah. It, it was awesome. I, I've never really seen it, but I've heard of it a lot. <laughs> it's because it's mentioned often. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it was steampunk. There was there it was the steamiest steam anything can steam. <laughs> um, <laughs> the whole yeah, it was all based around steam. Everything was run by steam. They had a big steam fortress, <laughs> and there was a oh man, how do I explain it? The thing flew. I mean, <laughs> so it wasn't hard science. No, no, it they wasn't were using hard steam, science. quote unquote, because uh, as a magical substance that made things do things. Right, and that's a bunch cool. of fancy gadgets. I mean, they had a nice little weird steam bike here and steam tanks. I, I've and... seen I've seen live action pictures of this like nice. single wheeled motorcycle that's uh-huh. the wheel you sit inside. Yep. I, I've seen those. I wish I've never seen one in real life, but they look <laughs> freaking cool. Yep, and, and he created a little steam jet thing, kind of like uh, the, the the Rocket Man, or what's that? Um, uh, a Rocketeer? Rocketeer, except the opposite. He's on top of it, and it's not on his back. He's riding it. <laughs> yeah, that would never work in real life. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> but, you know, what do you, what do you say? That's a good way to get yourself killed. <laughs> and, of course, they had, they had not really stormtroopers per se, but they were basically the same thing as stormtroopers. They were in armor and steam armor. <laughs> I mean, so they look, it looks like they took some... Some big, uh, full um, plate, medieval plate suits, mm-hmm. and Steam. give them steam power. Yep, for you know, like Iron Man kind of stuff. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, and it—I mean, it was crazy. There was all kinds of conflict, and I mean, obviously, conflict. It's not, what's a movie without conflict, right? Boring. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but it was really good. I liked it. It was it was enjoyable. A lot of action. But you know, if you look past the science, of course, then it was it was fun. I mean, a big flying steam castle um, didn't get too high off the ground. It was just enough. <laughs> so it hovered. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Still, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. But and I see. Uh, just in looking at the cover, I've got balloons. I've got uh, uh, flying f- planes. They're basically like. Yeah. But like like Wright Brothers yeah. planes, um, good stuff, very cool. <laughs> it, it was all around a really good movie. I mean, it was so, really good. The animation was decent. You know, it wasn't choppy or anything. It was nice and smooth and pretty. But I don't. I mean, I get. Well, I'll, I will get better at reviews eventually. Trust me. Thumbs up though. <laughs> yes, thumbs up. We should probably have like a four out of five stars. I don't know. We'll come up with some kind of thing, something like that later. <laughs> Okay. Besides, but right now, thumbs up. Uh, no, two thumbs up for this. I, yes. I don't think there's going to be anything here that I didn't like. Yep. Uh, so what do you want to talk about next? We got so many. We got a big list here. Tons of them. Uh, let's talk about Laputa Castle <laughs> La, in the Sky. Laputa Castle in the Sky. This one, I liked it, but it wasn't. I don't really know the steampunk part of it, other than there was a flying castle that was hidden by clouds, and the gadgets. I didn't really see anything run by steam, per se. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you remember? Do you, have, you watched this one too, uh, right? <laughs> a lot of these I've watched a long time ago. So uh, Laputa uh, is uh, directed by Akira Kurosawa. Uh, no, Miyazaki. Oh man, that's embarrassing. Uh, uh, Miyazaki is a is a, a famous famous uh, uh, artist and animator who did. Um, if you've seen um, My Neighbor Totoro, or uh, Howl's Moving Castle or a Princess Mononoke, a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're has, all really good, and so was this. made its way over to the U.S., but uh, he's had this long uh, career of making these movies. And uh, a lot of their themes are uh, clouds and flying castles or, mm-hmm. or uh, what yeah, have I mean, you. They had, they had flying, flying airships. You know, but I'm really I'm not really sure what propelled them. They didn't specifically say they were steamships in the air. Yeah, I they're kind of alien. Yeah. In this show, uh, they're mechanical, but they're weird and alien. <laughs> and you know, and of course, the the there's a big castle floating in the sky. You know, I mean, that's what the whole thing was about. Oops. Stop. That. Ignore that. <laughs> um. And you know, but it was hidden by castles, by by clouds, you know, so it was hard mm-hmm, to find. Mm-hmm. You know, they had they had to have a special map to find it. But I mean, it was I mean, it was it was of the quality of all the other ones you mentioned. <laughs> so it was it was still really good. Just not quite sure how steampunk it really was in the long okay. run. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I I don't think that uh, Miyazaki uh, set it set out to make a steampunk anime. He was no. like, here's a story that I like. It <laughs> exactly. involves. Flying these, things. These <laughs> features, flying and clouds and hidden castles, and you know, who wouldn't like that? So, uh, yeah, I think that, that's, that's, that's. I think it basically fair. falls under the definition. Like a lot of people from steampunk, they say, "Well, if it has it has flying ships, it must be steampunk." <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. That, that that's a that's a that's a that's a trope that everyone's fallen into. And I guess you know, I like flying ships, but they're not always steampunk. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The, when we when we uh, we make these determinations, what's steampunk and what's not, it's risky business, isn't it? Yes, it's, yes. Some people insist <laughs> everything is steampunk, or everything they say, or uh, whatever. Right. But we didn't think this this movie was. Right. But you know, with our definitions, it wasn't Victorian. 
Was mm. it? You know. What? No. You no. Know. What? No. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I mean, like I said, like I said, I don't know. I mean, it had gadgets. It had flying machines and stuff. But was it steam powered? I don't think so. <laughs> it, it never explained it. It was right. just kind of strange and alien, and it worked. Exactly. So I mean, it's hard to tell. It's on the. It's it's on the edge. It, it could be. You know, it depends on your broad it's, definition. It's a good show. Yes. And I, I would recommend it. Um, especially if you into any of the other things that I mentioned Miyazaki has done. Um, but, uh, eh, not steampunk. <laughs> right, but, but good to watch, fun to watch. Yeah. So, I mean, still a thumbs up to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, excellent film. Um, you know, I'm sure you don't have to live the steampunk lifestyle 24-7. Go watch some other movie. This would be a good one, sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so... While we're talking about it, we're going to bring up Nadia, The Secret of Blue Water, which happens to be another Miyazaki uh, production. This was before he was with the production company that made Laputa Castle in the Sky and then um, Princess Mononoke, all those other things I mentioned. This was one of his much earlier works. He didn't do uh, quite as much of the animation, so the, the art style is a little different. But uh, it's a it's a, it's a series. It's not a movie, right? Is it? It's a TV series that that goes on for quite a while. Um, but uh, if you like his other things, I, I recommend it. It's definitely for all ages. Um, it's uh, some very sweet characters, and uh, I like the I like the the dubbing. I think the the English dub is really good. <laughs> the guy with a f- weird French accent for the kid. Yes. Uh, so the main character. Uh, name is Jean, and he's from France, and he speaks with a French accent, which seems like, of course he does. Right, he's from France. <laughs> now, what I liked about the the, fir- the first episode, I liked. I realized, you know, they're doing the the flying machine competition, mm-hmm. where they're you know they're f- jumping off a ramp to see how far they can fly. We've done that. It was the Red Bull Flutog, so that I think that they. Apparently that's where they came from originally. France used to have these competitions or whatever the the World Fair that they were doing. Right, right. They would the World Fair in France in eighteen something. Yeah, uh, that was like a real thing that happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so the flute talk's still happening. Well, you know, I don't know how much it's been happening recently, but the Red Bull flute talk used to happen all over the place, and I think came to Austin once many years ago. You know, the the men with their flying machines and just, you know, and so it's. That's something I did not realize how far back that went. <laughs> okay. As long as people wanted to fly and couldn't, yeah. these things would happen. Um, it was it was fun watching those little ones. The few that they showed, it was fun to watch them. And the main character, he's an inventor, and he invented his flying machine, and he did a really good job, and it flew. <laughs> For a while. Then it broke. <laughs> not really that good in that scenario. But, I mean... Once again, there wasn't a whole lot of steam involved, but it was still fun. Wait, wait now. Are you going to argue that this this series is not steam? I, I was about to say, but the whole but one of the main one of the one of the things is was the Nautilus. Um, um, Captain Nemo is in this. Th- th- this whole <laughs> this whole series is based on Jules Verne, yep. Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Exactly. It doesn't get more steampunk than that. Exactly. I wasn't going to say it wasn't <laughs> steampunk. Okay. All right. But it was. Heard but the. <laughs> But yes, I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't argue with Jules Verne, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. And yeah, he, he has a really cool submarine. I like his submarine. His enemy, there was an enemy submarine that looked pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like this this uh, 
TV series because it felt like a very uh, serialized uh, turn of the century um, story where like each episode you would leave you on the edge of your seats and the plot would be very convoluted and twisted and you know it would take you in different directions each week uh, like like a radio series or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Um, so eventually it does settle down and get into a consistent plot that leads to a, a, a great ending. But uh, <laughs> I haven't quite made it to the ending yet. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what happens. Please don't. Yeah. See it. I don't like spoilers, <laughs> even though I'm giving spoilers here. <laughs> I'll spoil it for everybody else, but don't spoil it for me. <laughs> and uh, another thing about uh, Nadia that's kept it um interesting or in the in the public eye i think especially for cosplayers is the uh the main carrier character nadia is is a dark-skinned girl she's uh um from africa somewhere they guess from yeah (laughs) northeast africa or or what have you um and that's not terribly important to the plot but it has given uh the opportunity to cosplay um, to dark-skinned girls who've had a hard time finding other characters that they felt suited them. Um, and she's a great character. She has I a... don't know why anybody wouldn't want to, you know, <laughs> be that person. I like the fact that, well, she has a, a pet baby lion. Um, <laughs> if lions were that well-behaved, everyone would have pets, <laughs> baby lions. <laughs> you know, when they get too large, you can't flush them down the toilet. Oh, uh, yeah, you won't eat. <laughs> <laughs> that's just mean but i mean you know of course it's 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 a fantasy world and of course the lion's going to be a lot more well behaved than, than, than an actual lion <laughs> right but I, I i still liked it i liked the fact that the lion was you know it was there and it i don't know how essential it was to the plot but it was fun to have around because <laughs> it was just cute <laughs> it, it kind of reminded me of uh of um The Mysterious Cities of Gold, uh, another anime um, that used to play on uh, Nickelodeon when I was young. And th- that was back when, you know, you couldn't get anime anywhere. And this thing <laughs> would, would play. Apparently they got it on the cheap because they played it every day. Uh, <laughs> I don't recall this at all. Um, it's cool, too. It, it's, not, it's not steampunk, so we probably won't talk about it here. Um, but it, it had some of the same flavors of characters and um uh i i do remember some kind of a goofy pet that was in there for no particular reason um <laughs> that seems to be a, a common thread <laughs> but you know hey gotta have the, co- the goofy pet you know yeah yeah didn't didn't so, um so, uh, mm-hmm. uh johnny quest have a oh yeah yippy dog i think something? so yeah yeah, yeah. I like that but cuter <laughs> Although I wasn't a big Johnny Quest watcher either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you say? That's definitely a thumbs up for this one. For Nadia. Nadia. Secret, Secret of the Blue, Blue Water. Water. It's, it's a classic. So uh, it should be easy to find uh, on Amazon or eBay. Um, definitely worth looking up. Mm-hmm. What next? What do we got? Well, I mean, well, we got Trigon on the list, which I've never oh, seen, okay. actually. So, <laughs> so um, I can't Trigon, really do a lot on this one. Um, also great a great show i mean it's you're gonna find it on the list of top animes um by a number you know of different anime fanboys but i was really surprised that it did not come up on a lot of lists of steampunk anime 
Um, it is a space western kind of. Um, okay. Not yeah. not like not like uh, 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 spaceships because everybody's on this on one planet, but it's not it's not Earth, and uh, the 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 planet is being is uh, being populated by by a very western uh, uh, feel okay. of, of people. So uh, I think I just saw this at the Half Price Bookstore. <laughs> I should probably swing by and go grab it then. <laughs> if you don't, somebody else will. Um, and it starts out really goofy. Uh, it, it it establishes the the feel of the the anime as being very silly, um, and and kind of painfully. So, uh, but just bear your t- bear with it, grit your teeth, and get through the first five episodes or so. They're establishing <laughs> characters. How many episodes are there so far that you know? Uh, of? The, the, the series is completed, so it's it's kind of like. Uh, any of the others we're talking about here it's not ongoing um but things get seri- more serious as uh they start actually saving people who are in distress and you start getting more backstory into the characters and and uh okay, what i find I'm... is steampunk is like these these towns rely on this strange technology that nobody understands anymore but involves a huge like edison bulb okay that that is just like sitting on its side dwarfing the city um and and generating electricity siphon power off of that get get giving power to the city yeah and uh when these things don't work anymore um one of the things um vash the stampede a main character does is is he sort of shows up and he fixes things or uh there's a big uh, train robbery and he thwarts that and uh, so he's just he's the antagonist hero running around doing doing good deeds uh <laughs> yeah yeah kind of um it, and it's or the it's protagonist sorry my bad protagonist <laughs> right right um <laughs> my bad uh but he but he's 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 painted as like this this horrible villain everybody hates him <laughs> but, but yeah, he, he ends up saving people regularly anyway uh okay yeah i, see I don't there's... think that's i don't think that's spoiling anything yeah i but... think i found a list there's 22 episodes that i can see here on according to wikipedia so that's not too bad are they like 30 minutes each an hour each uh yeah, 30 minutes 30, yeah that's not bad um, that's not bad at all and uh like i said it starts out really goofy but by the end i'm like oh the feels <laughs> <laughs> So I, I liked it. Also, lots of cool costumes and uh, uh, fun characters. Big effing guns. I like big effing guns. Yeah, yeah. So you know, cosplay opportunities. Yeah. Uh, abound, even though now it's kind of an older anime. Uh, I think you're, you're I, not I, one of the new cool kids if you watch this. <laughs> I think I might have to go back to Half Price Bookstore. You look like you got an empty glass. I do have an empty glass. Thanks, Ozzy. <laughs> how do we talk? How do we get more of this, Ozzy? <laughs> okay, awesome. Up, oh, take the last, the or thing, give the last no, two. The, oh, you, the very bottom. That's that's. Oh, you the don't dregs, want that. I don't Ooh, think. Oh. Well, thanks. <laughs> wow. So let me guess. Yes, let me guess. You're giving us a thumbs up. Uh, yeah, I love awesome. Dragon. Thumbs up. I'm gonna have to look into that. Like I said, I know I pretty. I, I know I just saw it at the Half Price Bookstore. <coughs> but I know there was one that you said you didn't really want to like. You didn't really like or didn't want to watch. It was like I think it was a Full Metal Alchemist one. I've watched Full Metal Alchemist. It comes out with a lot of lists. I don't think it's especially. Eh, yeah. Not. I saw that at the too much magic. Also. Not enough science for me. Mm. Um, the costumes 
kind of fit a, a, a somewhat yeah. kind of no uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> anyway that wasn't on our list anyway so <laughs> bit of a stretch for me so try gun thumbs up definitely got my interest then we just re- well then we've got a new one i think it's a relatively new one it just came out recently it, it must be i'd never heard of it before but when we looked for uh lists of steampunk anime we kept seeing it so we yeah i went on ebay and i downloaded a copy and i got it yesterday <laughs> and binge watched it and spent the next well this morning for five hours uh getting ready for the show uh this uh, what we're talking about is uh cabaneri of the iron fortress yes i liked it i mean i love the art i mean the art was really good and yeah yeah the 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 anime uh style and frame rate were very high class very nice and it, 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 at its heart, it's a zombie movie or show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you boil it right down, it's a zombie invasion movie or it's... overrun movie. <laughs> zombies everywhere, all kinds of zombies. But they're but they're anime zombies, and they're not like the zombies on The Walking Dead or anything like that. They were right, right. They're super scary zombies. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and the 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 main characters are traveling on this huge fortified steam train. Mm-hmm. Uh, steam train. <laughs> Yep, um, a lot of steam in this show, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> everything was run by steam. Their guns were run by steam for yeah, some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and uh, the, the, the zombies were, uh, it didn't say it, but I got the impression when, you, when someone became a zombie, um, now they did, they did say there's a lot of uh, heart references. Mm-hmm. Your heart starts to like glow in this like coal burning ember. Yep. And uh, some metal cage or something, a, a or some kind, something's formed around highly, it. Highly, highly uh, dense, uh, <laughs> strong steel uh, shell forms around the heart. Mm-hmm. So the zombies are can only be killed by by a shot through the heart. And it it seems like when uh, when I see them get get stabbed in the heart, it's like uh, um. A steam, uh, steam engine blowing, or, right. or a, a, I want to say not a bellows, but a, a... <laughs> dang, dang the words, the words you are know, hard. Uh, in a steam engine, you've got that 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 boiler, the valve, the boiler, the boiler exploding. <laughs> okay, and and yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. this huge blue, right? Um, so it almost like. The, the zombies are running on some sort of weird magical steam heart. It doesn't say that in the show. I'm, I'm right. kind of and of course there was no reference to how it all got started or you know what what started it all. We just plopped right back right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know this mm-hmm. has been ongoing for a while, and now they're dealing with it. So you don't have to worry about an origin story unless you like that kind of stuff. In which case, sorry, it's not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, one of the things I liked about this is it doesn't answer all the questions. Right. You never learn. Um, everything you want to know but you learn enough to appreciate the end the plot beginning to end and at the end it's not really a established <laughs> ending because yeah. life goes on and the fight against the zombies continues right yeah it was but barely a happily ever after <laughs> it was I, a and they keep going <laughs> yeah 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 i I'm, i wasn't really i mean i liked it overall i mean i liked i liked the, the the main guy well i guess he's the main guy who yeah who basically turned into half a zombie or part zombie, 
because um, he got infected, but he managed to stop it from reaching his brain. <laughs> so thus, he was still human in that respect, but yet he had the strength and endurance of one of the zombies. Right. You know, like I said, spoilers. <laughs> and uh, and there's that's others. not really spoiling because you've that's learned true. that in the first like, that's true. two Very, episodes. Yeah, right? exactly. But uh, then you start meeting other people who are... Uh, they, they don't call them zombies. They call no, them... No, cab, uh, cab, caban, caban, I don't know. Um, corpses. In, in, yeah. And in he, a, he is a corpseless. <laughs> well, yeah, what, translated what to English, yeah. That's what right. cabanari is, so the cabanari. K-A-B-A-N-E-R-I. Is that what corpseless? Yeah, and okay. that's what they call them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so he becomes like... Sort of a great fighter. He never really becomes a no. He's not skilled a, fighter. No, he's just a he's, freaking he's, tank. Yeah, he's tough. Yeah, he's a, he took punishment, but I mean, he was also kind of an inventor. I mean, he invented his own little steam jackhammer gun or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think it was a riveter, probably a bolt riveter at first, because he was. But a, he loads it with like. <laughs> Bullets that, as they describe them, sound more like missiles. Right. He called them jet-propelled bullets. <laughs> that's, a, that's a missile, yep. right? <laughs> but, yeah, he, he creates that on his own. That's what he uses to fight them. And, and uh, that that jet-propelled bullet is, like, the first thing that is able, able to kill a, mm-hmm. a zombie that we see in the movie, in, in the, the series. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a good fight. I mean, although the, I do have a couple of complaints. Well, not complaints, but things that, some of the things I didn't like about the show – Okay. I didn't like the, the 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 bad guy that showed up, who was supposed to be the brother. They were they were the big zombie fighters, you know, oh, who yeah, was trying to save yeah. the world. But yet he he was a bad guy. I just didn't like the way he. Uh, I didn't like the way that whole storyline turned out for them. At that point, <laughs> it seemed very uh, kind of cliche anime. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I guess I've become used to it. It, yeah, it certainly not... didn't break any new. Uh, no new ground for you. No new ground at that point. The, yeah, so the I'm, cool I'm, stuff I'm, I'm, that happened the first half. Yeah, I really like the first half better than the second half. Um, and it, like I said, I, I'm actually relatively new to anime in, in general. I mean, I've seen a few in the past, but nothing like this. You know, and the other ones were more soap opery, the ones that I've seen. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, overall, I liked it. I give I give it a thumbs up. You know, it was really pretty and. Uh, who wouldn't want to see a movie, a TV series about zombies on a train? Yeah, being killed by steam bullets or steam rocket-powered bullets. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, otherwise, yeah, it was really good. And the zombies—they weren't just normal zombies. They did some really weird stuff as well. You know, like one thing—they had this one zombie that would learn after every fight. I, I got the feeling that they all would learn after every fight, but most know. of them didn't get that far i guess so yeah one of them got really far and though he was in the yeah, train yeah. with the two swords but yeah they were they, they learned as they went that was pretty cool then there was a the massive cloud they called it but yeah <laughs> yeah so Spoilers. anyway so yes two thumbs up uh yeah i liked it i i sat there for five hours watching it and didn't stop. <laughs> um, that's true yeah yeah i spread it out a little bit more but i kept going back <laughs> <laughs> um it, it made me want to start making props like the Big old rifles they had. That, nice. That was fun. That'd be fun, yeah. With a little... Yeah, I see that. I'm sure there'll be better pictures <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, those were, those were, those were nice-looking guns. And they had the little the steam things, on the the steam generators or whatever on their back. The yeah. water and whatnot. I'm not even sure how that yeah, applied to anything. Um, <laughs> but still, yeah. it was a costume. It's a costume idea. What I thought was interesting, since it's Japanese, having a Victorian style with 
it doesn't speak to Japanese culture, I think, mm-hmm. nearly as much as this did. Um, they've got sort of a turn-of-the-century technology, but they're still using uh, sort of a Japanese caste system. Right, right. So you've got the, the samurai warriors are, mm-hmm. are top of the heap, and then the, the engineers and uh, common working folk. <laughs> common folk are, are beneath them, and then there's the daimyos who are way on top. Um, so I'm sure that that speaks to the Japanese viewer much more clearly. Um, and I, I guess in the Victorian period, that was still that was still the thing, right, uh, in Japan. <laughs> but it's not something we see uh, a whole lot uh, on this side. Uh, so that was interesting. I like that. Um, yes. I don't know. That's all I had to share. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it was steampunk. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Awesome. I mean, I'm glad we I'm glad we found this. I mean, it's relatively new. I think it was, I think it's like 2016 is when it came out. So I mean, we're early, on top of it. Early this year, yeah. So you heard it here. Hopefully, maybe first. <laughs> um, um, uh, let's see what else we got. got. More, right? Yeah, the Legend of Korra. Oh, so it's, uh, it's not technically an anime. Well, a, well, I've, I've heard the argument that it's not anime because, because it's it not Japanese a, because it is American. Yeah, it is an American show. Uh, animated by Koreans because it's cheaper to animate in Korea. So it has nothing to do with Japan. So, but I, it, it's still a cartoon. It's animated style, I think. Uh, yeah. The the, yeah. the animation is is styled and and it's uh, definitely and, and, pulls from Asian sources. Right. And those of you who don't know, and you probably sh- and I'm I'm very sh- I'm, I'm sure there's very few of you out there who don't know, but this is the second series that came out. The series that came after. The, um, my mind just went blank on me. That's bad. Um, um, the Last Airbender. <laughs> the Last Airbender. Yes, which is which was a very popular series. Everyone loved it, and then they came out with this one. I did it's, love the Last Airbender. It's a well, it's a continuation. It's a it's in the future of right, the Last so Airbender. Right. So the Last Airbender was sort of uh, medieval, right? Yeah. Medieval sort of kung fu genre. Now this is moving forward into guess what? The future. Victorian period. <laughs> yep. Where steam is the thing, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still there's still benders out there, but they have more. There's more gadgets running around. You know, they they have they have yeah steam powered tanks, steam powered everything essentially. Although there was a couple cars that I saw that looked more like the fifties, <laughs> uh, like the the hot rods of the fifties. <laughs> well, the hot rods of the fifties are are uh, pulling cues from the more classic nineteen. Uh, 19- 20s and 30s right. uh, you know great gatsby or <laughs> yeah. or uh, um, mafioso the, that style car <laughs> so that kind of fits in they're probably gasoline powered whatever um <laughs> but yeah it's interesting because the uh, technology is catching up with uh, the benders so regular people who don't have b- bending powers now can do stuff and they show it <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. That's that. that well, I only saw the first season. I'll admit, I know there's like four I've seasons. Seen the, I've only yeah. seen the first season because that's all there was. At yeah, the but time. The, yeah, the main part of the first season was the regular people, the non-benders, well, a faction of non-benders, I should say, mm-hmm. were trying to go for equal rights, as they call it, because they felt the benders were getting more privileged than than anybody else, and then they were inventing stuff to counteract them. <laughs> you know, I can appreciate the arguments with the non-benders and feeling like yeah. that they were. <laughs> Like second class citizens because they don't have whoop de doo powers. Uh, yeah, I, 
and some of their inventions they worked pretty good they they counteracted them really well <laughs> uh yeah and and then there's the uh the bending matches which were a lot like uh, i don't know american football or <laughs> you know sports arena uh, yep. stuff that was fun and um they they step into sort of a, a cinema and movie making uh which felt very you know 1910s 1920s uh um movie industry mm. uh with with giant rubber robots because it's you know <laughs> japan influence but you know very schlocky uh films uh a lot of they they bring a lot of uh interesting uh tidbits in, into the show that oh who you know people are thinking there <laughs> they're creating a, a really robust world to tell their story in which i thought was really cool yeah i'm, I'm I, I definitely plan to watch the, the the other seasons it's just a matter of finding the right the time you know uh, yeah yeah because there's so much to watch out there you know and it's just hard to make all the time for everything and i have no problem with sending you more stuff to watch <laughs> well yeah i'm sure there'll be we'll have other episodes with more with more steampunk shows anime movies i mean that's what that's what we're here for well, you yeah know. there's there's so much to to talk about these are just a I mean, and, and I'm sure, like, except for maybe this Cabanari one, I'm sure mo- a lot of you have maybe heard, you know, I mean, I'm sure you heard of Steam Boy. Who hasn't heard of Steam Boy? I even heard of Steam Boy. I hadn't seen it before, but I heard of it. If you're into steampunk, I would hope so. But <laughs> but if you haven't, great. That's why we're here. <laughs> and I'm glad you found us because we'll, we'll watch it for you and let you know if it's worth watching. And so far, most of these have been. <laughs> and a lot of these, uh, because they're, they're older, not Cabanari of Iron Fortress, but a lot of the other ones... You can find streaming online, <laughs> or or at the Half Price Bookstore for cheap. <laughs> yep. Unless we've been there, then they're gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we're going to go somewhere after this. <laughs> but so, uh, I, I mean, that's really the last one on the list. Um, how much time do we have? I think we're early. Oh no! And I'm I'm all out of mead. <laughs> well, we might have to go find some. Well, we've been at 35 minutes. We've talked for about 10 minutes earlier, so we're you know we're 15 minutes early. Should we you know? Uh, read any books lately? I'm in the middle of reading a new Jim Butcher book. <laughs> I don't have That's it right, with me. I'm a hundred pages. Done. I'm a hundred pages short of finishing it. And Jim Butcher, if you like Jim Butcher, he was he he wrote the Dresden Files. And if you didn't like those, you're you're not gonna like this one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't talk to you. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, we, but he wrote a steampunk novel, and it's supposed to be a series. It's supposed to be the first in a series. I have not heard of the second one yet. But so far, the way it's wrapping up, there, there's going to be a second one because there's more going on behind the scenes that he has to get into. Um, it's basically it's Jim Butcher. It's his style, <laughs> so he hasn't changed up his style. Is it still like it's, a first person? It's not. It's not in first person. Okay. Um, if he has another series, it's a fantasy series called the, the Furies, I think something Furies. Um, but it's more like that one. Oh, okay. Um, but if you haven't read that one, I recommend that one as well. Uh, <laughs> Um, however, this is it's one book. It's called The Spires of Abalon, since it's not in front of me. Wait, I'll find it. Um, but yes, it's very good. It Essentially, I don't know. What, they're not on Earth. I can tell you that much. But there's the planet below has become really hard to live in. So they built these what they call spires. And they're, they're from what I can tell, they're really giant towers that go high up and higher than regular skyscrapers that we have nowadays. Um, each, from what I can tell, each spire is like a nation, its own nation, 
each level is like its own city in that nation. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> so it's it's not a like a skyscraper building. It's like a city. Yeah. On, on top of cities. On, okay. Wow. <laughs> Um, and they're, they're basically, most of them are, they're not open. They're not open to the outside air for the most part. Yeah. The aeronauts of wind, the aeronauts wind last is the name of it. The cinder series. So I don't know where I got the spires. Well, the whole thing's about the spires of Avalon. Spire of Avalon is the, the main cinder, spire that they're in. Cinder spires. Cinder spires. Yeah. I can re- sorry about that. It, it's my fault. Yeah. The cinder spires, the aeronaut wind last Jim butcher. It's his first steampunk novel. Um, everything is run by steam. But although they also have a, this, these crystals that are like the unattainium that we have or that we made up for our oh, okay. show. Okay, so magical hoop-de-doo. <laughs> yeah, thing magical hoop-de-doo that, crystals. It does stuff. <laughs> but you know, a lot of steampunk does that. Yeah, yeah, sure it does. <laughs> you know, so I didn't, I couldn't even, fault them for even that. Even when they talk about it, when they just use steam. Yeah. It's not, it's not the steam we have here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they have. I mean, it basically one of the one nation decides that they're that they they need a the main. Spire where our heroes are in gets becomes under attack from another spire, basically another nation, and they they have to deal with that throughout the whole book. It's really good. The, I like the main characters. Um, what I really like about it is the cats. Cats are big deal here. <laughs> Actual house, like cats, house cats, like house cats. They're a little bit more wild, but and but they're a lot they're a lot more intelligent. Well, cats may be really intelligent. They just haven't told us they are. <laughs> but okay, so why are they intelligent? Why are they important? Um, they, they basically have their own society. They have, they have an understanding with the humans. They can communicate with the humans. Well, some communi- some humans can actually talk with them, communicate with them. Cool. <laughs> Magic cats. Yes. And, you know, there's also... They... <laughs> Jim Butcher knows his audience, don't he? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, the, he got me. I like it. I like the Magic Cats, you know, but I mean, they don't actually speak human. They, they speak cat and people can understand them. Kind of like Chewbacca. You know, Chewbacca talks and Hansel understands them. Kind of like oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. <laughs> sure. Um, but, and they, and you know, the cats play a big role in defending, in defending the city <laughs> or the, the spire as well. You know, so, I mean, it, it's just, it's just all around good fun. I like it a lot. I recommend it highly. And like I said, if you like Jim Butcher, you will like this book. The first book is over 600 pages. It's a long read, but it's a fast, smooth read. So that's that's <laughs> probably twice the size of his Dresden novels. Yeah, he got carried. He got into it. He got carried. Okay, but that, it doesn't. That's a good sign. But, I think. And I don't think a lot of there was not very much wasted space either. You know how some really long books have a bunch of wasted space about talking about non-essential things. Freaking Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But he did not have very. There might have been a couple of spots in there that might have been. But not a lot. It was yeah. His pace is usually really pretty brisk. <laughs> exactly, and the whole the whole thing has been it's been moving along. It's, it's like binge watching an anime that you got you just last <laughs> night. And like I said, it's six hundred pages. I'm in the last hundred. I'm, I've been trying. I've been. I was trying to finish it before today, but I didn't quite make it. I, I don't read as often as I should, and I'm, or I'll, or I'm reading a bunch of other stuff that I'm trying to read, like steampunk, not like other steampunk novels or steampunk comic books, which I have some more of. I'll talk <laughs> about later in another episode. And I think I'm speaking really fast right now, so I'll try to slow down just a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Um, yes, it's it's. If I had more than two thumbs, they would <laughs> they would. All, okay, we have four thumbs up over here, even though <laughs> even though Thax hasn't read it yet. <laughs> I don't, I don't but he is a Jim Butcher fan, and I know he will like it. <laughs> you know, like I said, it's not it's not in first person like his Dresden novels. It's more it feels more along the lines of his other his fantasy series, the Codex series i believe it's called um 
but yeah, they're really those are really good too. I read that series. That's a short. That's not going on and on and on like his Dresden series. That's only like six books, I think. The the fantasy series, but it's it's a it's a short series. So that's what it, you know. So yes, I highly recommend it. It is definitely steampunk. Everything's run by steam, except you know they also have these magic voodoo crystals like uh, like on Itanium. But you know that's a, that's a staple in steampunk. You know the sure, the, the, sure. the magical element that people found. You know, hey, like I said, when we big, uh, showed that Unintanium, that's what it was based on. <laughs> Unintanium, this magical element that we found. <laughs> you know, so I can't complain about that. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say or talk about? Sure. Um, I've also been reading, too. Um, I've, I've mentioned on this show before that I am not a big reader, and I find it really hard to get started in a book. But once a book grabs me, I mean, you know, you just run with it. So, and, uh, so what, grabs you? You, what grabs you? Um, the Marvelous Mechanical Man. The first book in the Con Man Chronicles uh, by Ray Sheridan Rose. Um, this came out, uh, I think, two years ago. Um, Ray Sheridan Rose is a, a local author in Austin. Uh, cool. And so I, I, I've met her a few times. At, oh, is that uh, she's down in Wimberley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. You bought this book, too. Yeah, I have this book. Yeah, um, I haven't read it yet. And uh, so, yeah, I, I want to support local authors so I, I buy their books and eventually get to reading them um but yeah we saw her uh, uh was got it last a, month yeah i got an autograph too for, by her <laughs> and and she was saying how the second book is about to come out so i figured i better jump on it and read this thing uh it is a, a fairly short book um and i am down to the last hundred pages myself uh because it, it it's been a real uh fun fairly fairly quick novel it's it's kind of it started out very light it felt kind of disney you know okay and i don't mean that in a, in a negative way I, well disney knows what they, they of, uh, disney puts out good stuff mostly you know lighthearted, singy dancy mm -hmm. there's no scene but but the main I, character yeah, how would you is, sing in a book <laughs> tolkien <laughs> that's true <laughs> my i forgot about that yeah uh but the, the main character at first felt a little bit like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Um, more, more more involved because it's a novel instead of watching a silly movie. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it got me going and I started uh, getting into the characters. The They don't really get into the technology uh, all that much. Um, there's a hot air balloon that, you know, Rides in hot air. That, <laughs> like they do. The hot air is generated by a steam engine. Uh, and uh, they've got a marvelous mechanical man, hence the name of the novel. But they don't really talk about how he works at all, except that uh, the... Like, uh, he could be a TikTok, he could be steam, you don't, they didn't say. Uh, yeah, they... Uh, it's okay. The professor, Alistair Kahn... From the Con Man series, his name is Con, oh, and her name oh. is Josephine Mann. I get it. So yeah. they're not—they're not like con artists. It's just their names. Um, it took me a little while to get, but um, yeah, he—he he built it because he's a wacky engineer. But he doesn't go into how he built it, and it's all uh, powered by this mechanism that fits as the heart of the of the creature, and. Uh, and talk about how it works either, except that uh, Josephine Mann adds a cog to it and flips a little fiddly bit over here, and all of a sudden it starts working. Because that's how that's how engineering happens. Of course, yes. Just just go with it, right? <laughs> just go with it. 
Um, That's how I get myself to work at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it's been a lot of fun. You don't, yeah, you don't think too deeply into it because that's that's not the point of this book. That now they have a a walking, talking, thinking robot um, because because it's appropriate. Um, and there, it's kind of uh, a little bit wild westy. Uh, it is uh, based appropriate in, for Texas. in America. I think uh, uh, Philadelphia or, or Pennsylvania area, and uh, they're they're having to leave town because of. This, that, and the other thing, and airships, and motorcycles, and um, cross-dressing girls with big shotguns. It's good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> um, so that's definitely worth looking up. Awesome. Um, and, and she said the second book's coming out soon. Second book's coming out, I, did you say, like, next month? Maybe. Um, so, yeah. Check it out. The Marvelous Mechanical Man. You can find it on Amazon. It is a, a fun, easy rate read if you're uh, into Kindle be perfect yeah. for a kindle read and i know she puts up i mean I'm, she'll probably be in the wimberley thing coming up i mean not maybe not the teapot racing she might be there but she, i don't know if she'll have her books but they're also going to be doing something else in november a big get together right, right. so she'll, uh, she'll probably be there if you want to meet her in person big uh, uh craft fair in november yeah. week before steampunk november we'll talk about that in another show yep. um but that th- this has been a lot of fun and uh i'm definitely going to pick up the next one awesome well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. That's our 10th episode. We're ending Woo. right now. Man, we're moving along. And, and, and I dare say, I think we're getting better. Don't you think? Give I, us, give us your opinion. <laughs> give us your opinion. If you like us, if you, if you like us, hopefully you're still listening to us. If you don't like us, why are you still listening to us? Um, but you, but, um, but thank you. Like us. All right. <laughs> but, but find us on Facebook at, Steam, at the Texas Steampunk Connection. Yeah, cue the music. Yep. Thank you very much. Mind your gauges. This has been the Texas Steampunk Connection. Music was Doc Brown's Cakewalk by Charles L. Johnson, recorded back in 1899. Be sure to give us a like at our Facebook page, Texas Steampunk Connection, where you will find links to related topics on this episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time, mind your gauges. gauges.